from Cape Town. This is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to Burning Issue with myself Yazid Kamaldin. Now earlier last month Saudi Arabia launched a plan for gradual resumption of the Umrah after suspension of around seven months due to the global coronavirus outbreak. Saudi press agency is reporting that in just one month nearly two million pilgrims have now registered to perform Umrah in Saudi Arabia via a smartphone app. Countries are subject to continuous evaluation by the Saudi Center for Disease Prevention and Control and the Health Ministry as part of that government's approved standards and protocols. But now what does this mean for South Africa? This evening, we will discuss all the ins and outs of the new Umrah regulations. And to do so, we have in studio Sadiq Stienkamp, chairperson of the recently merged South African Muslim Travel Operators Association. No stranger to the show, Sadiq. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Yazid, how are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm well. It's good to have you back. Yeah, long time. It has been quite a while, yes. I mean, the last time we spoke was when, um, when Hajj was cancelled. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So we also want to hear from our listeners, of course, throughout the show. Do stay tuned, listen to what Sadiq has to say. If you have questions for him, you are more than welcome to send us a WhatsApp. The number in the studio on the WhatsApp line is 082-991-13913. We'll also open the lines at some point. Of course, we love to hear from our listeners. But I think the first news that we need to share with listeners is the merger of something called Satoa and Samta. Please just tell us what do those two organizations stand for and what, it, what has happened. Yeah, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen, salatu wassalamu ala ashrafin mursaleen, Sayyidina wa Mawlana Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa ala alihi wa ashabi wa barik wa sallim, wa ba'at, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Everybody knows Satawa, the South African Travel Hajj and Umrah Operators Association, and that is the um, that is the entity that I had been the, the the president of, and the South African Muslim Travel uh, Operators Associations. Uh, sorry, the South African Muslim Travelers Association, SAMTA. SAMTA was our sister body, mostly situated in the north. And Alhamdulillah, on the 22nd of July this year, the two bodies decided to merge their interests and form SAMTOA, the South African Muslim Travel Operators Association. So the merger between the bodies means that there is only one body serving, uh, call it Hajj and Umrah, uh, as, as well as the Halal Tourism, inshallah ta'ala, which we are getting into more and more. Okay, and and the necessity for merging, was any of this linked to COVID? I mean, was it because of changes in the travel industry itself? Well, if if you look at what the objectives of the two bodies were, basically both Muslim uh, Muslim organizations with basically the same objectives um, and, and, and strategic views, it just made sense to get together and form one body uh, to deal with, you know, the halal t- travel tourism. Um, yes, during this uh, era of COVID, uh, where our travelers are facing more and more risks, it just made sense to put all our skills, all our resources, all our minds together and to, you know, to form one organization uh, for the benefit of the general public out there. So Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, uh, as we say in unity there is strength and uh, we see this as a good way forward inshallah ta'ala to deal with uh, the public at large out there and also in terms of our stakeholder management, uh, travel operators, Hajj operators, uh, registered Umrah operators, um, we all, uh, most of us, 80% fall now under one roof, alhamdulillah. How do you think this will benefit the consumer, the pilgrim? Well, at the end of the day, 
when we put all our skills together, we are able to offer better advice. We are able to offer consistent advice. We are able, you know, to offer, uh, you know, better pricing in ter- in terms of 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 what we need to do in in the kingdom over there. We are really able to 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 really give a good service out there where we can share the information coming from the general public and what we can then offer as an association to our stakeholders whilst remaining very, very competitive out there and inshallah to benefit the general public. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, just also to understand the organization, South African Muslim Travel Operators Association, as the name says it, obviously then represents different companies that sell packages for Hajj and Umrah, is that correct? Currently, what we have, we've got 24 members. Uh, Most of our members are Hajj and Umrah operators. And then may I say, most of the Hajj and Umrah operators are members of Samtoa. And we also have members who's also, you know, dealing in the other halal tourism field who are not in in, in Hajj and Umrah. So from that point of view, our member companies, you know, form a vast uh, call it field of of uh, companies within the halal tourism market. Got you. And essentially, you aim to be an oversight body to make sure that business runs smoothly. If people have complaints about any operator, do they come to you? Yes, we are putting everything together from a complaints point of view. I just want to you know say up front here that we would want to keep that independent from Semtoa, so that if there are complaints about our members, it's not a member vetting a member. We need to keep that independent, and you know that is currently one of the um, the issues that we that we are addressing in order to give the members of public confidence out there that they can deal with uh, Semtoa members. And if there are any issues, that there is a office independently from us where those issues could be, be uh, too late to be. Yeah, I mean, you kind of need almost like an ombudsman office or like a couple of representatives made of different individuals who can have the independent authority to make an investigation. You hit the nail on the head. What we are looking at is an ombudsman's office consisting of uh, some of our Lama bodies, uh, consisting of some of our uh, preeminent uh, 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 professional bodies like Black Lawyers Association, Association of Muslim Accountants and Lawyers. And together, if you put those skills together, we think that uh, we can put a, a, a good independent body together where the public can lay uh, call it for conflict resolution. Yeah, I mean, and, very and, often. Mm-hmm. And, and from that point of view, um, once you go there, um, you know, you can lay your complaint, you can, uh, your complaint can be heard, and, uh, you know, their decision would be final on, on, on all of us. And of course, I mean, this South Africa being a constitutional democracy, if you're still not happy, you can go and approach the courts yeah i mean very often it's about we've had i've interviewed you of course on the show where there were contractual disputes and all kinds of discrepancies that came about in the misunderstanding between an agent or an operator and a client or pilgrim but okay so it's good to get that update we don't have a lot of time before we're going to break for maghrib we have about two minutes um the big news is that south africans like other muslims around the world can now go on umrah do we have a cap on the amount of people who can go I, I don't know how much information we'll get. We don't have to, obviously, we've got the whole show still, but let's just maybe start with basic questions. Is there a cap on how many South Africans will be able to go on Umrah? Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, our borders is open for Saudi Arabia. The Saudi Arabian borders is open for us, but not for Umrah as yet. Okay. So the, 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 the Umrah per se is not open as yet, and we are expecting it to open within the next month. However, uh, all the rules and regulations currently had been promulgated already, and, and that is what we need to discuss here tonight. So, the, are you waiting for the Saudi Arabia government to say when South Africans will be allowed? Because like we're saying, like I said in the intro, their government's Saudi Center for Disease Prevention and Control and the Health Ministry is, of course, looking at when they give the green light. Is that, is that what's happening? That is true. The country is open for business travel. If you've got any other business visa, you may travel out to Saudi Arabia, but they have not opened as yet uh, on, on the Omara visas. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so and when it comes then to, you know, everyone talks about the new normal. I think we must talk about what that will also look like for the Umrah traveler. Absolutely. And you've got, I'm sure, lots of regulations and things that you'd like to share with us. Significantly so, different from the past. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think what I'm going to do um, is welcome our listeners, obviously, to stay tuned to the show. Inshallah, after Maghrib, let's go for Maghrib break soon. And then when we come back, we can get into it because I feel like there's a lot of questions that will need time so i don't really want to get into too much of it now given that we are going to break for maghrib we already have some questions coming in um listener 8691 shukran for your question let's look at what they've asked the listener says in the past the public was dealing with dodgy contracts and operators has this problem been sorted out while the cno hajj umrah was done or will it rise again Inshallah, we've had uh, the COVID-19 break, as I would call it. There had been some good out of the COVID-19 break in that. I think, you know, the the, the forming of Semtobo, we've had time for introspection to think about a lot of things going forward. And inshallah, ta'ala, I believe with what we're putting forward, you know, should strengthen the industry, inshallah. Inshallah. I think let's leave it at that for now and we can go for the Mahri break. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to The Burning Issue with myself, Yazid Kamaldin. And this evening we are talking about the gradual resumption of Umrah. And that is, of course, an announcement that the Saudi Arabian government has made recently in, as and that was last month. Now, we know, or that we've heard, rather, from Siddiq Stienkamp, our in-studio guest, he's chairperson of the recently merged South African Muslim Travel Operators Association. And um, he has said that South Africans are not yet able to go on Umrah. But it's good, of course, to know what else the Saudi Arabian government is saying regarding Umrah. Siddiq, what else do we need to know about regarding Umrah? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. I think we must start off first, and, and this has always been an, an issue here in the country, and the question of registered Umrah operators. So if you look at the current regulations by the, 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 the Saudi authorities, um, you are only able to book via a registered Umrah operator. A registered Umrah operator being in South Africa, an IATA registered company, who signs an agreement with an authorized Saudi operator, and that agreement is co-signed by the Ministry of Hajj and Umrah. Remember last year, we explained the the system of uh, B2C, uh, you know, business to customer, uh, you know, the, 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 the um, the system that they put in place where, uh, where individuals booking. Could, could, mm-hmm. could do directly bookings uh, with the ministry and uh, you know that system is not in place at the moment. So there is only one system in place that is via a registered Omara operator and I think it's important uh, that our potential Mu'tamirin understand uh, that Bookings and uh, you know can only be done via a registered Umrah operators, and that is by the Saudi Arabian government. It's a law. It's 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 a regulation. It's what they have said. Yes, that okay. is being put in place mm-hmm. by the Saudi authorities. Because um, I just want to also say that we do get WhatsApp messages, obviously throughout the show, and listeners, you are of course welcome to contribute to the show via the WhatsApp line. The number is oh seven two two three eight. 0712 if you have any questions around the resumption of Umrah and our listener 7640 had the opinion saying that COVID-19 really showed that we do not need agents anymore to go for Umrah and Hajj. Now you're saying in fact that to go on Hajj and Umrah you still by Saudi regulation would need to go via an accredited agent. On a lighter note I can understand why you didn't need an agent for Umrah during COVID-19 because there was no Umrah. Mm-hmm. So the regulation at the moment is very, very strict. Um, and I think our, our, our listeners need to understand that 
bookings must only be done via a, a registered Omra operator. Now, as is at the moment, all the companies, uh, all our Samtoa members who are Omra operators or who were registered Omra operators uh, last year are currently registering at the moment. So currently as it is, there's virtually no company that has got an Umrah license currently because those registrations are being done at the moment. Must you register every year as an operator? Yes, you have to register every year with the Saudi authorities. Um, and, uh, you know, they check out again whether you are in good standing with uh, IATA, uh, the International Association. Um, and, and these things are all checked online, so you are not able to give pieces of paper to say, yes, there's my certificate, etc. It's all checked online whether you are in good standing. So that, that is a very, very important factor. And what Samtawa is going to do, inshallah, as soon as people are being registered, uh, we will make available on our website and, of course, also via VOC, who are the registered Umrah operators that our Mu'atamirin can do their packages with, inshallah. Do you have that website address that you can share? Yes, it's going to be www.samtoa.co.za S-A-M-T-O-A .co.za That is under construction at the moment, but Mm -hmm. it should be up and running pretty soon. Okay. Now, listeners, I just want to thank you, obviously, for the messages coming through, but I also just need to make sure that I say the views expressed in this program are not the views of the voice of the Cape, its management or staff. Let's go to some more questions and then, of course, we'll also get into your information that you want to share. Um, one listener, 4616, just giving feedback, saying an ombudsman is urgently needed and should be independent from some TOA. That's just an opinion being shared. You I agree with that. the listener mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. And then listener... Two, three, one, three, and now we can get into some of the um, requirements and questions you know that people have around Umrah. So, listener two, three, one, three wants to know if a person wants to go for Hajj or Umrah but is over fifty years old and has chronic illness, what is her, his or her next step? Well, let me first say that we're talking Umrah at the moment. Yeah. We are not talking Hajj uh-huh. because the ministry is working on Umrah at the moment, and uh, you know Hajj is uh, is, is is not uh, you know on 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 discussion at the moment. So on Hajj, we cannot really say anything about Hajj yeah. uh, for next year. And at, also at by stage. then, things might be different. I mean, we we yes. we are still in a time of COVID globally. Yes. I think also in uh, just to contextualize, yes, we are still in the middle of a pandemic. And I must say what the Saudi authorities uh, are doing, I think it's admirable in terms of at least letting in, if I may put it in inverted commas, call it the safe part uh, of, 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 of the community in terms of what they are doing. So at this stage, yes, alhamdulillah, uh, most of the regulations had been given to us. And uh, we are also of the understanding that things can change uh, as we go along. But currently, as it is, we have regulations as it is. So talking about this, 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 this listener asking about, uh, you know, over 50 and uh, having chronic uh, you know uh, illnesses uh, at the moment the age limit for umrah said by the saudi government is from 18 to 50 so if you are under the age of 18 or over the age of 50 you will not be able to secure an umrah visa so the age limit is strictly and these things are all um uh, you know in the system that you can't change it your age limit is between 18 and 50 and that is the current age limit for people wanting to go on on umrah just of course a reminder that the saudi government has not yet given the green light for south africans to go on umrah yes that is true um Whilst the country is open to travel on a business visa, uh, the country is not open yet to travel from an Umrah point of view. I also want to add that we take our cue from Saudi Arabian Airlines. Their first flight into Johannesburg is on the 17th of December, next month, inshallah. So that gives us an indication at least as to when we think the uh, Umrah market is, is going to open.
Okay. Let's get into some of the other rules and regulations that need to be considered for Umrah travelers, inshallah, when the green light, you know, is mm. given. Yes. So one of the things that, that, that the ministry has insisted upon is that operators only bring groups of 50. So what needs to happen is that your counterpart in Saudi Arabia takes the responsibility. He puts a program together for 50 people at a time. All right. So we are only able to bring in groups of 50. All right. So that is a, a, an, an important thing to note that only groups of 50 is going to be allowed uh, by uh, by registered Umrah operators to bring um, you know to, to 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 bring in groups, that of course changes the dynamics here in 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 our country. We have already the age limit between eighteen and fifty, and then there is a further constraint in that we can only bring in groups of fifty, and that group needs to do the same program. So. Some of the discussion that we have at SMTOA level is that certain packages will have to be devised that all agents can sell, uh, same package, same price, same conditions, same program, so that inshallah ta'ala, uh, that is one way, and, and this is one of the, the benefits of SMTOA in getting people together, that we can make up groups inshallah ta'ala. Uh, in order to take people on Umrah. There's no such thing as individual travel at, at the moment because the Saudi authorities has put out the rule of groups of 50 to come in order to to, 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 to take them on Umrah. Okay. Well, let's go for a quick ad break. When we come back, we're going to more of the regulations. Welcome back to The Burning Issue with myself, Yazid Kamaldin. We have in studio Sadiq Stienkamp, chairperson of the South African Muslim Travel Operators Association, talking to us about Umrah. Now, Sadiq, something else that's very important, of course, uh, well, let me also just clarify maybe. So you said groups of 50 would only be allowed to, to travel at a time, and that is per agent when they take, they take that group, right? And they take a next group of 50 people. So that is correct. Currently, the regulation. Yeah. So, in the past, for example, a, a couple or an individual could make a booking. They didn't have to wait for a group of fifty to be formed before they could travel. No, you could travel anytime as long as you booked it through a uh, registered operator. You could travel anytime. Nowadays, let's say you were a family of ten or twenty. Um, as long as you form part of that group, I mean, your 10, 20, your family will still be together, but they've got to form part of the group because of what is going to happen in the kingdom, which we will come to explain later on, inshallah. Okay. Now, we, let's first look at preparations in South Africa before we get to the kingdom. COVID-19 testing. Yes. Yeah, yes. let's get into that. Yes. So the regulation is that 72 hours before departure, you need to go for the COVID test or the PCR test, as they call it. Um, uh, and let me just put the cost next to it. It's about 850 rand um, that is being charged. Of course, you still need your normal yellow card, your meningitis, your, your, your yellow fever. That is normal that you need. But on top of that now, you need a, a COVID test. Um, and I think it's important, again, uh, that our listeners understand that they must talk to the operator and make sure the lab that they go to for the COVID test is an accredited lab by the uh, by the particular airline. Remember, your problem starts here, not problem, but your journey starts here in Cape Town, in Johannesburg, in Durban, in Port Elizabeth, or wherever you travel from. So your first point of call is the airport. You need to be loaded uh, onto the flight, and the particular airline is going to ask you for this COVID test. And if you don't have it, of course, they are not going to load you. Whether you've got a uh, a paid up package, uh, a valid visa, everything sorted out, if you do not have your COVID test that you've done by a lab that they recognize, they are not going to load you. 
right? So it's important. And, and, and talking about departures at this stage because of the various uh, you know, things that has to be done at, at, at airports where, for example, we have always said uh, for local travel, you need to be at the airport, call it an hour, hour and a half before the time. And for international travel, call it three hours before the time. We are now saying to our add another hour to two onto that because you never know uh, delays at the airport, checking, you know, taking your uh, you know your temperatures, filling in forms, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, again, we're saying to people that's going to travel to be on time. Make sure that you get to the airport if it's an international flight at least four hours before the time. And of course, again, you know this 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 COVID test seventy two hours before the time before departure is going to be very very important. Um, I also just maybe uh, outrightly want to say to you, people to people today that if you intend to go to a third country <laughs> rather go for Umrah first normally you know the way we did the, the Umrah and I'm talking about Catonians normally you know they want to go wherever they go and they do the Umrah last and they say was bringing Barakat Aistu Alhamdulillah that's the way we did it in the in, in, in the past and that's the way I think we should carry on doing it but with given with the procedures at the moment and with COVID if you are going to go on Umrah and maybe to Masjid Al-Aqsa or maybe to Turkey or Egypt let's go for the Umrah first and go to the third country afterwards because you don't want to find yourself in a situation where ultimately things happen and you get refused entry into Saudi Arabia because of, of COVID issues. So what if you test positive in that 72 hours, you are now ready to go on Umrah, you've paid your package, you've bought your flight, but now your test results come back positive. It's so easy to get COVID these days, right? And this is what I want to say to my colleagues and again to uh, the listeners out there. Be absolutely sure that you sign a valid contract with your operator and in this contract have a cancellation, a refund, uh, you know, clauses in there that everybody understands. So as I say at the moment, you're going to have to spend a little bit more time with your operator when you are buying a package because you need to understand all of those things within the contract. In uh, if, if, if you test, for example, if you test positive and you can't travel, uh, everybody needs to know what's going to happen in those cases. So cancellation clauses and refund policies has got to be clear. It must be explained uh, to, to the Maotamirin and everybody needs to understand what the recourse is when it comes to that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can happen. Yeah. Look, the, the, um, the fortunate thing with Umrah is that you could just postpone it a bit. Yes, I mean, you know, that, I that, mean that, that is true, but obviously with you having paid for a package over there, there might be cost involved and people yeah. need to understand this. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I say that your, your, your refund policies and your cancellation clauses and things like clear. that is going to be very clear yeah. and must be understood. Mm-hmm. So you can see at this stage, we're not talking about uh, whether you should have a contract any longer. I mean, we've, we're way past that. Mm-hmm. People must have a contract when they go on on Umrah. Again, this is something that Samtoa is looking at, that we have standard contracts that everybody understands, that every operator uh, you know, can sell um, according to a standard contract. Maybe you want to add in one or two things, but there are certain vital clauses that needs to be in any contract when you go yeah. for Omar. I just want to address a question from listener 4583 saying, the Buddha in studio, who is also an agent, he says, if Saudi, t- the listener says, if Saudi didn't notify you, it's very confusing the way you talk. Now, the only notification that has not come through yet is when South Africans will be able to go on Umrah. All the other information has been sent 
to the guest in studio. That's true. I'm yeah. not, I'm not so just to get clarity on that for yeah. the listener who seems to 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 have the uh, imp- opinion that the, the the guest in studio hasn't been notified. So all the information that we're sharing is valid information, verified information. The only information that is not available yet is when South Africans will be able to go on Umrah. That's true. So now we've looked at the possibilities of getting COVID. Now alhamdulillah, if you don't have COVID, you get on the plane and you go to South Saudi Arabia and you're ready to perform your Umrah but now when you get there as with South Africa when people have been coming into South Africa sometimes they were requested to do a two-week isolation period now is that I mean tell us about what will happen on that side so the program that's currently being devised by the again uh, as dictated by the, the Saudi government uh, to the Umrah operators and that information then flows through to us uh, is that you can only do a 10 day package so you only cannot go days. you oh cannot go for Umrah for longer than 10 days it's terrible all right so i think we need to understand yeah. that the package that's been organized on your via your your your, your Umrah visa will only be 10 days and so what happens is of course when you land uh, in, in, in Saudi Arabia and, and a lot of these the, the, these COVID testing and, and procedures there I must say for operators I mean let, let, let us be quite clear it's new for us too we haven't been in Saudi since, 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 since COVID so once we land there of course they will do the tests and the first thing that you're going to have to do is to go to Makkah first Right, so interesting, eh? So, Not so, Medina first. so you, you can only go your entry is, is, is Jeddah, all right, and your exit is out of Medina or Jeddah. So, you have to go to Makkah first, and your first three days will be in quarantine, all right. And so, at whose expense is that? No, that is at the Mu'atamirin's expense. So that's part of your 10-day... So that's unbelievable. That's, that's part of your 10-day Umrah package. No. All right. So that is the current regulation. We do not know whether it might change, increase the amount of time, etc. But as it is at the moment, you are allowed to go for Umrah on 10 days, of which the first three days will be in, in Makkah, inshallah ta'ala. All right. Wow. So what then happens is that you will go to Makkah. Yeah. All right. You will have to stay in your hotel for three days. The package has got to include breakfast, lunch, and supper. And that will be brought to your room. There's no buffet in that period. That will be brought to your room. And that is your quarantine period as is at the moment. Wow, man, it's really a very different kind of Umrah. And this is why mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's important uh, that our, our listeners understand why you need uh, to book through a registered Umrah operator because the registered Umrah operator together with the licensed Umrah operator in Saudi takes responsibility for you. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So that, that 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 is the first part of it. So you land in uh, in 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 Jeddah. They take you to the three days quarantine hotel that you book. Likely Jeddah. Uh, yeah, no, uh, probably in Makkah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Breakfast, lunch, and but supper. But you can't go to the Haram because you have to be no, in quarantine. No, you, you can only stay in your room. Sounds disappointing. <laughs> to travel you can only stay in, in your room, and as it is at the moment. Uh, also, the rule is that uh, two in a room only. So, um, you know, the, there's there's no you know the four in a room, and that is out for the moment. So it's two in a room, and obviously these are all things that will have an impact on cost. It's important that our our, our listeners understand this. Okay, so. And this is my question, which is also the same question of listener 1018. So it's actually only seven days of Umrah. Effectively seven days. Mm. Now, I think, you know, our ulama obviously will have a discussion on this. So when you go in, uh, you can stay in in, in your ihram for three days or you might consider not going in with ihram. 
and do a haram in Makkah and you know of course you know I'm not I'm not dealing with the religious issues here so whether you should be giving a dumb etc etc I'm not dealing with that part I'm just just dealing with the with the logistical part so let's say you go to Jeddah you come in in a haram you are in your room for three days in a haram Um, these are all this is this is the new normal and and this is the new disciplines and 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 we need to be ready for 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 for, for this type of 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 travel this type of umrah a lot of sabr is necessary a lot of education is necessary and a lot of information sharing from us as mtoa you know, is necessary so people understand why certain things is going to happen in a certain way and we are all subject to the rules, the laws, and the regulations of the Saudi ministry. And these are the rules which is being input by the ministry. Okay. And are they, are they even going as far as determining how many days after those three days are to be spent in Makkah and how many days or nights are to be spent in Medina? Well, naturally, I think, you know, four days will obviously be spent in, in, in Makkah and the remaining three in Medina. So, again, from our people's point of view, the question of having a Juma in both cities might not, um, you know, might, might not work. So these are things that to, to be taken into account uh, when you plan your, your, your Umrah and when you plan um, in, in terms of when you're traveling, inshallah. I mean, the country action says rather wait a bit. You know, when it comes to, to our deen and when it comes to, you know, making ibadah, uh, of course, you know, umrah, umrah is one day if you want to perform umrah. Mm. Um, if you are also going to go to maybe want to spend a bit of time in the haram, of course, you know, mm. people need to, 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 to think about how they want to spend their time. But yes, the shorter the time, the more you have to, to do mm. in terms of making sure uh, that you do your ibadah, you do it very well because your time is limited. Mm-hmm. And do you think pilgrims, you know, very often people want to kiss the black stone and people want to get near to the Kaaba. Will that even be permitted given that COVID regulations are all about hand sanitization and social distancing? Well, if you watch TV at the moment, you will see that you can't get near to the Kaaba. So that's obviously not going to be permitted at, at this stage. Uh, even in terms of the, the, the tawaf, um, you can see that social distancing and limited people on the mataf, um, those are things that is, that, that, that's been implemented there at the moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm just looking at the time. Let me just check if I'm still on schedule. Yes, I am. I wanted to get to the questions around then. Just how does one even begin to make arrangements for Umrah from South Africa? I mean, should should we wrap up quickly in Saudi Arabia? Like after Umrah, it's literally, you're done in Medina, you have to leave. There's Mm -hmm. there's still quite a few things that happens over there. Okay, let's actually first unpack everything. I'm not finished yet. So when you go there, um, so when you arrive and you're in quarantine, now you have to book your Umrah. So what now has to happen is that the Saudi operator via the the app, the Etimara app, now has to book your Umrah. So you can't just go in to the Haram to perform Umrah after three days. In fact, after three days, what now needs to happen is that you now need to go for another COVID test. Sure, this right. is a lot. Right. So, so you need to go for That's another, another 820 no, 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 that test is free, but of course you need to pay for transport to get you there. Mm, you have All to right. find one of those taxis or something. Yes, mm. so you need to go for another COVID test. And if you are negative, of course, then you are then allowed uh, to, you know, to, to out of your room per se. All right. So. That's another issue. I think people need to be aware that these are all things that needs to be booked by the Saudi operator. All right. And once you get clearance on that, now you need to book your Umrah. You can't just go for Umrah. It needs to be booked by your Saudi operator. So 
I can't stress enough when I say to our people here that you need to book via a registered Omra operator here in South Africa because you now has to be, that group of 50 has to be accompanied by the Saudi operator hmm. through to the Kharam, right? Even in the buses, if you have a group of, of, of 50, you can't also take a bus with a group of 50. They only allow between 22 and 25 in a bus, basically one per seat. All right. Obviously, these are all things that's going to have an impact on costs. All right. And whilst we're talking about cost within the kingdom, of course, what's been been. I think when we spoke last time, we didn't come to the issue of of, uh, of medical insurance, but there is medical insurance that is mandatory that you have to take out, and inshallah ta'ala, anything happens to you, that medical insurance should cover over there. Mm-hmm. So that is all part of the cost that's been implemented, that you have got to take out the medical insurance that will cover you whilst you are in the kingdom. Of course, from a Samtawa point of view, one of the issues that we say is important, especially if you are going to go to a third country as well, is to look at your normal travel insurance. Our people, the side, um, hasn't really, not a lot of people has traveled taking out travel insurance. And I think it's becoming more and more important that our people take out travel insurance when we leave the country, especially in this day and age of, uh, of of COVID and where vaccine is not available as mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. Let's go for a quick ad break and when we come back, we'll continue the conversation. We are talking in studio to Sadiq Stiernkamp about the Umrah regulations that would come into place once the Saudi Arabian government gives South Africans the green light to visit the kingdom for Umrah. Now, Sadiq, um, there's an app. You have to make a booking to go on Umrah. Yes. Now, all of those things would be done by your Saudi operator. So they will book a group of 50 uh, to go for Umrah. And you can only do an Umrah every 14 days. So naturally from... Uh, according to that new, according yes, to this yes, new regulation. Yes, yes, yes. So, so naturally you know, we can only do one Umrah whilst, whilst we are there. According to this regulation. Because yes, yes. usually you'd have people going and they would do more than one Umrah. Yeah, no, no, that's not going to happen at this stage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, so you can do, you can do, you book your, the, the, your Saudi rep will book your Umrah. Uh, on the system for you, and, yeah. and that is the Umrah, and you have been given three hours to complete the Umrah. Wow, no ways. So that's so rushed. You know, so you know, I think in terms of 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 wanting to ensure that they don't overcrowd the Haram, yeah. in terms of the COVID regulations that they've got in place, of course, I think the the authorities would want to see movement within the Haram. Yeah. All right. So you will find, and if again, if 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 you watch the. Uh, 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 you know, the, the ITV TV and you ITV, yeah. you will see that only people in the haram on the mataf. So you can't go and make any sunnah or any nafal. No, no, you can't make any nafal, uh, you know, tawabs uh, on, uh, on on the mataf. But I if be- you, uh-huh. I believe it is allowed, you know, upstairs if you want to make a tawaf. Uh, it is allowed upstairs, but you're not allowed on, on the mataf near the near the Kaaba, and that's only at this stage open for people performing the tawaf Umrah. Okay, but so if you are in Makkah and you've performed your Umrah, you can still go to the Haram for the other waqts, like the Farid Salahs. Yes, yes, yes. You or can. And in general, yes, yes, you can do that. In terms of making nafal tawaf, you've got to use the. Uh, call it the, the, the first and second and or maybe the, the, the roof or to, to do that but you're not allowed on the on the Mataf area mm-hmm. and again as I said you know you're not allowed to then book another Umrah within 14 days so naturally if we're only there for, for 10 days uh, we can only do one Umrah Okay, I mean, just to clarify for listener 9826 who asks, who books your Umrah in Saudi the South African operator or must you do it yourself, just to clarify again No we will liaise with our Saudi operator, our counterpart, 
and they will book the Umrah for us. Okay, but you say there's an app as well? Or? Yes, yes, but that, that app would be done via the, the, the Saudi operator because he's got to do the booking for 50. So we don't actually need to, the, the pilgrim doesn't need no, to no, interact no, with the app. Okay, no, cool. No, no. So, and just to confirm, you... I mean, usually you book through a local operator here in South Africa. Yes. And you you would just go and you, you do your Umrah and you do all your things that you need to do. But now there's an added layer of going via the local Saudi operator as well for the on-the-ground activity, i.e. the main thing, which is your yes, Umrah. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That was always just done by you know, our group leaders this side here. Yeah? We organize all of those things. But uh, those disciplines are, are not there any longer for us to do. We're going to have to be accompanied by the Saudi operator. Of course, your local Omar operator this side will still be the liaison person who organizes all of these things. So it's not that the Tamerin will have to go to the Saudi operator and make sure these things are done. That is all part of the group services that's going to be rendered and that must be done by your local operator, of course, in liaison with your Saudi operator. So shall we wrap up in terms of what happens on the ground in Saudi? Any other information that the prospective pilgrim thinking about going on Umrah must know about? Yes, so after then, of course, after Makkah, you're going to go to, you know, Medina Manawara to go and greet on Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then there again, if you want to go and make salah and visit uh, the road of Sharif, the road that will Jannah, mm-hmm. you've got to make a booking. You are not allowed just to go to the road any longer. Now that booking again must be made by the Saudi operator. This is really so bizarre. Wow. Yes. To think about Umrah like this is something else, yeah. eh? And you've got a short to the, to the yeah. Wow. At, at this stage, that is the rules, the regulations. You can't just walk in the road to Jannah. But Alhamdulillah, at least then you're guaranteed of getting in there. You can get in there once. Some people, because of the crowd, sometimes don't even get into the road to Jannah. So again, that booking in the three days that you have, that booking must be made by the Saudi operator. And um, uh, that will guarantee yourself entry into the road to Jannah. Mm-hmm. Of course, in terms of going to, uh, to the Haram, um, of course, it would be permissible with the normal COVID regulations in in place over the uh, you know in in Medina as well. Mm-hmm. So okay, so let's wrap up. Is there anything else we need to be aware of? So, in terms of just the, just just the regulations uh, with 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 within the the kingdom, things are very strict at the moment. Things are very disciplined, um, and uh, again, I implore all our our listeners and inshallah our. Uh, our potential Mu'atamirin to ensure that they understand all the rules and the regulations, that they understand what is required of each and everyone, and then of course that we cooperate with your local registered Umrah operator as well as the licensed operator within Saudi Arabia. It's going to be very, very um, important that we ensure cooperation is going to be very important that we make absolute use of our time because time is of the essence as you say you know it's only 10 days it's three days in quarantine so there's seven days to do your 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 umrah and at this stage as i said your exit will be from medina or back from medina to jeddah back home Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look, let's go for another quick ad break, and when we do come back, we can look at some more questions. The Burning Issue. Welcome back to The Burning Issue with myself, Yazid Kamaldin. It's almost time for us to break for a shy. We have Sadiq Stian Camp in studio. He's talking to us about regulations that will be in place around Umrah once South Africans are able to go, inshallah. Now, Sadiq, um, can we even begin to start talking about pricing? Is it if, if you look at the moment, um, I, I want to say to our listeners, when we talk about price, um, the few hotel prices that I've seen at the moment is not significantly different from last year. But we've got to remember the new things that's coming into being. For example, 
uh, you know, the COVID testing, and I've said that's in the region of 850 rand. Uh, we've got to remember that insurance is something that we need to, to, to bring into account. I'm talking about travel insurance here. And of course, you know, it depends on the amount of, 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 of days that we're going to go out. If you're going to visit a, a third country, the travel insurance is obviously going to be more. Um, but that insurance depends entirely on, 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 on the amount of insurance that uh, uh, the Mata Marine would, would want to take. Um, and uh, you know the the course would be different, but that's an added cost when you come to when you talk about travel insurance. In terms of uh, you know the visa the visa cost, I think last time it's been a year ago when we unpacked this cost from A to Z. Um, the the makeup of that has not changed much. So you know in terms of your visa cost, in terms of what people paid last year. Um, there's not going to be much of a difference in terms of that. But what if, is that cost? Currently, you know, the total cost worked out in the in the region of 950 Saudi Riyal. That's 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 an approximate cost as it is. It's not much off from that mark. But do we have an estimate in the rand value? Now, again, this is what I want to touch on. I think since we spoke last time, uh, our rand has depreciated quite a bit against the U.S. dollar. I think currently, whilst the U.S. elections has been going on, our rand has strengthened a little bit. Um, I think last time we spoke, I mean, the rand was in the region of 14 rand, and now it's going up to 15, 50, 16 rand. And uh, in terms of your Saudi versus your South African rand, you're probably looking in the region of 4 and 50 uh, to 5 rand tops as is at the moment. So... I mean, so that's almost so that's 4,000 rands. Yeah, no, it's probably... In for the, a visa? Yeah, for the visa, visa. yeah, it's quite expensive as it is. Um, and, uh, you know, that those are costs I want to say to our listeners because I'm showing and I get a lot of WhatsApp messages because of that. Those are costs that's been put out there by the ministry and that nothing we can do about that, right? In terms of, of traveling costs, I must say to you, traveling costs is, is a bit more expensive as is at the moment. For example, whilst we could put uh, 47 to 50 people in a bus in the past, the bus price is still the same, but we can only put half of the people in there. So naturally that is going to have an effect and also on, rooms, on you costing. said, you can only put two in a room. Two in a room only, so when it comes to three and four at this stage, that is out. And of course, because we have to look at um, uh, you know, breakfast, lunch and supper for three days quarantine, that, that, that can be a costly affair. Um, we don't have all those figures at the moment, and that's currently, I reckon within the next two, three weeks, we should have a, a, a pretty good handle on, on what total cost is going to be. Mm-hmm. I also just want to go back to the WhatsApp messages. Our lines are also open. Um, we'll leave the lines open until we go for the shy break. You are more than welcome to give us a call. The number in the studio is 021-442-3530. That is 021-442-3530. Our WhatsApp line is 072-238-0712. I'm going to go to some of the messages. A couple of people have asked about price, so we've covered that. Um, the prices aren't confirmed yet. Is that correct, Sadiq? That's right. And I said within the next two, three weeks, we should have uh-huh. a, a better handle yeah. on pricing. So look, I mean, when it comes to money and these things, I mean, listeners, obviously not everybody's very supportive of travel agents, particularly Hajj and Umrah operators. Listener 0115 says, does the merger between SAMTA and and uh, the, the, all the different organizations that we mentioned, does the merger means that they have officially monopolized the Hajj and Umrah market in South Africa and have therefore put a stranglehold on Muslims wanting to travel to holy places, the holy places. Does this mean that independent travel for Muslims to Saudi Arabia is no more? It is very sad. People can travel anywhere in the world without restrictions except for Muslims to the holy lands. What is your feedback on that? A very very negative perception on the, the travel operators and that using words like stranglehold and you know, unfortunately, there's been an, an history of, of travel agents, which we, I think, for the last 20, 25 years has worked very hard 
to change the perception out there. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, those those perceptions will have to work a little bit harder to win uh, some of the, uh, you know, public opinion over. But I must say to you, from the overwhelming majority of people that we speak to is very, very supportive of uh, the travel industry. They understand uh, the issues uh, at stake when we speak to them about it. And I think, you know, perhaps, you know, from where that listener is coming from, it puts more pressure on us to make more information available uh, to our listeners out there so that they understand what the rules and the regulations are. I mean, as Muslims, we have to comply. We have to be law-abiding. We've got to make sure that we comply with the laws of this country, with the laws of the Saudi Arabian uh, you know, government, in order to perform the Hajj and Umrah. There is no way out. We've got to comply with the rules and the regulations and all these rules and regulations whilst we were talking and, and you've been saying, Yo, you know, things looks very, very uh, different and difficult at the time and inhibiting. Yeah. But those are the rules and regulations that's put on the table by, uh, you know, the various governments that we've got to adhere to. As an industry, I think, you know, Semtoa has got uh, the... Uh, We've got the ability, we've got the experience, and we've got to put things in place so that we can ensure that the confidence level of our people out there, you know, is 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 being maintained and being enhanced. Mm-hmm. And there's quite a few things that, and I, I would say yeah, and admit tonight that we have to do more in order to ensure that we win over the confidence of some of uh, our, our, our public that's still very negative. Yeah. Look, of, of the, the reality of it is that you, there will inevitably be cracks in the system. There will inevi- inevitably, unfortunately, be a rotten apple here and there. And you, will not be able to, yeah, and you will not be able to please everyone. But if you are saying that you are an organization that will be uh, ensuring that there is clean you know, business dealings within your membership, then that is a responsibility you are taking on. Also, maybe let let me just inform the listeners that when we uh, formed Satoa, we met with the uh, Department of International Relations and Cooperation. We met with the senior officials there. We introduced ourselves again. We said, this is what we aim to do, what we're wanting to do with regards to discipline, what we're wanting to do with regards to ensuring uh, that we do things for the betterment of the department public out there. We met with uh, most of our Muslim organizations again to explain, be it MGC, OXA, um, you know, some of the, the organizations in, in KZN and, and in Gauteng to explain what we wanted to do and to ensure that we get their blessings. So in terms of Semtoa, its members, uh, and, and I mean, I think it, it's it's important that I, tell, that I tell our listeners that all the members of Semtoa are all legally registered corporates in this country, tax-paying citizens, uh, you know, everything is in place. And and yes, from a, a governance point of view, there will always be questions and, and we need to ensure uh, that we, we do things uh, which is for, you know, again, for the betterment of, of the, the, the public out there. And again, I want to stress that in this country, as you know, monopolies are not allowed. And that's why we have organizations like the Competition Commission, etc., to deal with that. We are acutely aware of our responsibilities. And uh, as an organization, we are going to ensure that our membership adhere to this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think what's very important that I'm getting from your interview, uh, Siddiq, is that you guys are not saying you're making up these rules. You need to comply with the rules and the regulations imposed by the Saudi Arabian government. For example, we've got a listener asking a question, listener 1018 saying, well, what if you're a family for a room? The point is the Saudi government is saying two people per room. That's the answer. That is what they put out at the moment. And, and, and these are some of the things that we're making representations on that what happens if your mother and father and, and two children and now they are except you now there are rules being made for that sort of thing but it's not going to be a blanket rule that we can put for call it uh, uh, unrelated people in a room because these are the COVID regulations that they are put in place to ensure that we uh, you know that that we maintain uh, you know the the, the the rules that they've put in place okay now listener four four eight six 
shares this opinion. I think the South African Khujaj and Mutamirins are going to be exploited to the max regarding price. This only means less people traveling and more travel agents will go out of business. I'm sharing this with you, Sadiq, and with our listeners because, of course, these are the opinions that people have out there. And this is a platform where you can engage with this kind of yes, thinking. Yes, you know, yes. This is not necessarily a witch hunt or anything like that. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, we... And, and I appreciate all the questions that's coming in and the opinions are that's being shared with us so that uh, we can go back uh, to our colleagues and say these are some of the opinions, these are some of the concerns out there, and we need to deal with that. So, uh, you know, from our point of view, if, you've looked, if you look at, at the economy as it is, uh, there's quite a few of the bigger agencies that went under. I mean, I, I, and I'm talking about in general yeah like uh, Thompson's you know there's like quite a few of the bigger yeah, in, yeah. you know that, that, that went and alhamdulillah at this stage our uh, fraternity is holding at the moment we are supporting each other and the, 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 the emphasis is on support and this is why one of the major reasons why we did this merger is to ensure that that support structure is in place in this COVID-19 uh, pandemic age that, that we live in at the moment and we think from a traveler and the Marine point of view of course there's going to be more risk and from that point of view we need to support not only each other but also the Marine because at the end of the day we do this, and I say this, we do this for the sake of Allah. Cool. Okay, look, we have two minutes before you shy. No. And I think this is going to be a question because this seems a bit dodgy. The listener says that my brother, uh, my, we booked, this is, our, this is my question, we booked for December and were told by our agent that Saudi Airlines cancelled the plane. We told we must pay 400 rand tax for Saudi, 130 for South Africa. We did not travel. We did not cancel. They did. They canceled. What must we do? We are 12 people. Three are over 70. Now, here's the thing that I didn't Which understand. Which December are we talking of? Last year or this year or what? It just says December. Now, this is the question. I would not understand how anybody could have made a booking for this December with any agent. And I think maybe you need to also tell people about maybe if there are fake agents operating out there and, and, and create awareness about that. Again, and that's why uh, it's important, and I want to make the uh, the plea to, 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 to our listeners, is that when you book with an agent, you've got to ensure that the agent is, is registered. And I'm saying that 80% of the agents belong to SEMTOA. Ask them if they are a SEMTOA member, right? You've got our details, and I will we'll give more details where listeners can, can, can contact us to verify the authenticity of uh, the agent or the operator so that we can advise on the matter. It's, of course, very, very important, again, that you deal with the registered I mean, agents. yes, I want to get to the crux of this question. I mean, the listener sent a message now saying we were supposed to leave this year. My question is, how were agents even allowed to sell Umrah packages? Since the start of COVID, we had you on the radio. You said that Hajj was being cancelled. How could people be selling packages? I don't get it. Can this even be real? Now, you... you, you you would remember that uh, the Umrah was cancelled much earlier than the Hajj. So way back um, early February, Umrah was cancelled already. And nobody had any uh, information on when it uh, it was going to be reopened. Let of course, there was a lot of speculation yeah, yeah. as to Let when. me ask specific questions because otherwise we're going to talk in circles. First question, could anybody possibly have sold an Umrah package over the last few months of COVID? Not at all, because... Done. Great. Not the, at all. The answer is no. So I would like to know from this listener how you could have purchased from, as you say, Travel Unlimited and Umrah package if it wasn't even allowed. So inshallah, we'll go for the shy break now and when we'll come back, we'll, we'll wrap up the show. Inshallah. Issue. 
It's almost 9pm and it's time for us to wrap up. So, Sadiq Stienkamp, shukran so much for joining us this evening on Burning Issue. Do you have any closing remarks? Anything you'd like to share? Yes, I would want to say Jazakallah to VOC, to yourselves, Yazid. You know, as I said, you always ask tough questions, but Alhamdulillah, we go through the things. I want to encourage uh, the listeners out there to follow us on Facebook, on Semtawa. Uh, Is that S-A-M? S-A-M-T-O. They can follow us on Instagram and inshallah ta'ala, you know, they can look at our um, website www.samtoa.co.za which would be up and running soon. That is where they can get all the information of the Samtoa, the 24 Samtoa members. Um, I may add that it is, our membership is increasing. We are currently considering a further four companies uh, that's becoming members of us, of us soon, inshallah. So follow us on Facebook, look at the Instagram page, and then, of course, you know, look at us uh, on our website, inshallah, ta'ala, uh, for all the information on, on the Semtawa members. And I say jazakallah khair uh, for the listeners, for all the opinions. Uh, we take it to heart, and inshallah, ta'ala, uh, I can commit that we're going to deal with all the questions and all the things that, that people are putting forward in order uh, to make things better for our Mu'atamirin and inshallah ta'ala uh, for our Khujaj as well inshallah ta'ala when, when Hajj come on stream. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, the end of another edition of Burning Issues. So from myself, Yazid Kamaldin, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. Allah Most High says in Surah Al Anbiya, verse 107 of the Noble Quran. sent you, O Muhammad, except as a mercy to the world.